Man, good morning. Welcome to New Life Church of Mobile. So glad that you guys are worshiping with us today. And man, we are in week three of our sermon series called Ephesians. And uh, the whole point of this message of Ephesians is it deals with our identity in Christ. And I love Paul, as I mentioned before, Paul is one of my favorite writers in the Bible. And we're just going to keep going deeper into Ephesians and going a little bit stronger. The first week we talked about I am I am called or I am uh, invited. And Jesus, there's an invitation that Jesus invites each and every one of us. Last week we talked about I am a masterpiece. All of us are a masterpiece in God. And this week we're going to talk about I am strong. Come on, y'all say I am strong. No, I said strong. You got to say I am strong. I am strong. And man, I'm so excited about this. And you know, I was thinking about uh, strong people. And what's, what's strong and how many people are strong? And I looked up some of the strongest feats that there are as far as strength, human strength goes. And a man by the name of Paul Anderson, he was an Olympic gold medalist. And he had a, a what is it, a power lift of 6,270 pounds. 6,270 pounds. Just to give some perspective, an F-150 crew cab, so a four-door F-150 truck, weighs 5,320 pounds. So this man pretty much picked up an F-150 truck and a little bit more than that. Blaine Sumner, he has the heaviest bench press ever recorded of 885 pounds. That's just a little bit more than I can do. That's a lot more than I can do. <laughs> Ray Orlando Williams, he squatted 1,000 80 pounds. And I was thinking, man, that is some pretty strong feats that you could do. And one of the things I love about strength is that strength is something that you can build, you can endure. But what I realized is as you get older, your strength begins to fade away. As you get older, your strength fades away. But what I love and what we're going to talk about today is we're talking about inner strength. There's an inner strength inside of you that it can never go weak as long as you keep pursuing the Lord. That's what we're talking about today in I Am Strong. And just before we even go a little bit further, just know that if you download our app or if you have our app, all of the notes are located on the app. You can follow along with that. And during the week, you can go back and listen to the message on our podcast on Spotify or on our app as well. Just want to let you know that we have that available for you as well. But there is an inner strength that it can build up inside of you as you keep pursuing the Lord. A strength that the strength that I'm talking about is this is it's a strength that will help you not fold down to your convictions or your beliefs that you can grow actually grow stronger in your convictions and in your beliefs and not bow down to what culture or what society says there's a strength that can build up on the inside of you and it's a strength also that can help you not compromise what you believe when it comes to relationships or trying to fit in or being accepted because sometimes we'll compromise our convictions and beliefs just to fit in just to get a certain person or a certain group of people to like us, we'll compromise our convictions and our belief just to feel that acceptance. But there's a strength that comes from the Holy Spirit that God does inside of us that can help us endure. It's a strength that can help you endure difficult times. When things feel like in your life you're not going, not going the way that you thought they should or you, you, you're going through a difficult time with the loss of a loved one or there's a financial hardship or you're in between jobs or whatever the case may be where, where things get difficult. There's an inner strength that can rise up on the inside of you that can help you endure hardships and not give up and quit. 
you know, what, what makes you feel like you want to quit is your inner man is weak. And now, I know I'm saying that as a bad thing or to make you feel bad, but what I want to do today is help you to grow in your inner man where you can be strong, where you can endure. Amen? And that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to read three verses from Ephesians chapter 3 that's going to help us find out how God makes us strong. Three verses from Ephesians 3, and the first one is Ephesians 6. We're going to read Ephesians verse 6, and then we're going to read Ephesians uh, verse 12. But the first one is Ephesians chapter 3 verse 6. It says, and this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Jesus Christ. In verse 12, we're going to read that and it, verse 12 says that because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now boldly and confident we can come boldly and confidently confidently into God's presence. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you that you strengthen us. You're the one that that strengthens strengthens us and we find strength in you. And I thank you that you open up our eyes to see and our ears to hear today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So when we were reading this, uh, going through the book of of, uh, Ephesians, this whole thing, the book of Ephesians is Paul was teaching the church of Ephesus. He was really much building their theology. He was building them up uh, in the church of Ephesus and saying that I want you to know that you are God's masterpiece. He wanted them to find their identity in Christ. And throughout this whole scripture, what Paul was trying to do was strengthening them. He was trying to strengthen the believers of Ephesus, and he was going through encouraging them, writing them letters, visiting with them. And that's what this whole series is about, is finding our identity, who we are in Christ. And this is, if you were taking notes, you can write this down. Point number one is this, is that my strength is found in my identity. My strength is found in my identity. My strength comes from knowing who I am. That's where my strength comes from. My strength comes from knowing who I am. Now, I know a lot of you, probably everybody in here has seen the movie Lion King. How many of y'all seen the movie The Lion King? That's pretty much every hand in here. There's a part in the movie where Simba goes away and he lets his Uncle Scar manipulate him and send him away. And he's with Timon and Pumbaa and he's afraid and he has a dream from his father. And his father says, Simba, remember who you are. And Simba's like, okay. But the whole point of that is this, is that his father was trying to make him realize that your strength comes from who you are. It comes from your identity. So y'all didn't even know y'all going to learn about Lion King today. <laughs> but the point is, is that what Mufasa was trying to do was he was trying to tell Simba is that your strength comes from your identity. And as believers, when we know that our strength and our identity comes from God, man, that brings such a strength on the inside of you. When your confidence comes from knowing that, hey, I'm a child of God, I am chosen, that's the next thing is that my identity is chosen. I am chosen by God. When you realize that you're chosen by God, that God selected you, that he handcrafted you, that he put his finger mark on you and said, I have chosen you, guess what? There's a strength that comes on the inside of you. There's a strength that comes, that God has chosen you. There's a confidence, there's a strength that comes from knowing that you've been chosen by God in your identity. When I know who I am, and I know that I have a that my confidence comes from God. I know that not only does God see me, but God hears me. 
And that whenever I pray to God, I don't have to wonder if my prayer is going on deaf ears. I know that God the Father, he hears me because I'm chosen by him. So I don't have to ever doubt if, God, I wonder, y'all ever pray prayers like that before? Like, God, if you hear me, just give me a sign. Just give me some type of sign, God. If, if, just let me know you're real. Well, I don't have to pray prayers like that anymore because I know I'm chosen by him, amen? I know that he hears my prayers. My identity is knowing that I am loved by God. When you know that you're loved by God, oh my goodness, that is a game changer. When you know that you're not just chosen, but you're loved by God. You ever been in a new relationship before and you know how that new relationship feels where you're all excited and you're like, oh, this is something new, this is something exciting. Oh, this feels so good. It feels so good to have someone to talk to and go on dates with and, you know, just share life with. And that there's a confidence that comes by saying that, man, I feel like I found somebody that actually loves me. How much more so is that when it comes to our Father in heaven? We talk about God the Father, the Creator. That relationship, yes, it may last, it may not last, but guess what? God the Father will never leave you nor forsake you. And that love that he has is an eternal love. It's an, it's an unconditional love that I don't have to work to receive his love. I'm just chosen, and because I'm chosen, I'm loved by him. And when I'm loved by him, I'm telling you, boy, that builds a confidence on the inside of me because I know that I'm loved by God. There's a strength that comes on the inside of you when you know you're loved by God. When I think about a person that doesn't feel loved, internally, they're weak. There, there's an insecurity there. There's not a strength there because there's a lack of security that comes from being loved. You know, some people's greatest desire is to be loved. I just want somebody to love me. I just want someone to care for me. Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you that God the Father, he loves you and he wants to care for you. And he has a love that will never, ever disappoint you. Amen. Also that we read in that verse, it says, it says, we believe the good news that shares, that share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. What does this mean? That my identity is equal. Meaning that in the kingdom, there's no upper class, there's no middle class, there's no lower class. We're all equal. We're all joint heirs with Christ. Meaning that the same access I have is the same access you have. Praise God that T.D. Jakes doesn't have a greater portion than me. We're all equal. Amen? It's like we're all equal when it comes to the eyes of God and in his sight, that we all share an equal inheritance when it comes to, the God, to God there. We're all equal. There's no different playing field. There's no, well, you make this much money, so you get an upper-class tier in the kingdom. No, it doesn't work like that. We're all equal. We're all joint heirs in Christ Jesus. And when you know that there's that we're all on the same playing field, that you have an equal part to the kingdom of God, you have an equal part to share in the riches of the kingdom, guess what? That brings a strength and a confidence about you. Because you may feel like, man, I don't have enough. I'm inadequate here on earth. It doesn't matter. In the kingdom, you're rich. In the kingdom, you have an equal stake in that, and that helps form strength in your identity. So when you put those those things together in your identity, that your identity, that you know you're chosen, you know that you're loved, you know that you're equal, there's a strength that comes on the inside of you, knowing that my identity helps me find strength. Amen? That's the first point today is my strength is found in my identity. Number two, the second thing, if you're writing this down, my strength is found in the spirit. My strength is found in the spirit. Ephesians chapter 3 Verse 16 reads, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, 
He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. That he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. God has unlimited power. There is no weakness in God or about God. And you have that same access to God's unlimited power. God has, there's no limit to God's power. And the moment that you tap into the spirit, the spirit gives you the ability to tap into that same unlimited power. You know, one of the worst feelings to do, we live in South, I was about to say South Louisiana, I'm thinking I'm back home. It's here in Alabama is that we have hurricanes. And hurricanes bring one thing that everybody hates, no power. We lose power. That is one of the most miserable feelings to stay in a hot, sweaty house with no power. And that's the one thing you worry about on a hurricane come is how long the lights are going to stay on. Or you turn down the AC to 55. You say, we're going to keep it as cold as we can because once it goes off, at least the house will stay cold as long as it can. And boy, we drop that air down. We turn on all the fans, close all the windows. We do everything we can to keep the air cold because we know at some point the power may go out. But with God, guess what? He has unlimited power. The power never runs out. Well, you say, well, I prayed this prayer 10 years ago. God, can you answer the prayer today? Yes, his power never runs out. God has unlimited power to perform miracles, to meet all of your needs, to do anything that he wants to do because he has unlimited power. And he does that through the Holy Spirit. And the way that you turn on the switch of the Holy Spirit is this, by praying in the Spirit. It's just like staying in the house with power, but you have the light switch off. You just walking around the house in the dark, man, I wish I had some power in here. Sure, it would be nice to, to, to see some lights. It's dark in here. But all you have to do is just turn on the switch. Bam, instant power. That's the Holy Spirit. We have access to the Holy Spirit, but we have to turn on the switch. And the power is praying, to the, praying in the Spirit. Yes. Praying in the Spirit, I'm telling you, it brings an inner strength inside of you that you would never feel like never before. I was in this sanctuary, this same sanctuary in here yesterday. I come in here every Saturday morning to prepare just to pray a little bit uh, before, before Sunday morning. And I'll finish uh, studying and preparing the message, and, and I was just walking around worshiping. And I was worshiping for about 15, 20 minutes, and I felt nothing. I don't know if you ever felt like that. It wasn't like my mind was wandering. Like, I was really engaged. Like, I was trying to connect with God. I was trying to worship with God, but I, honestly, I felt nothing. And I was like, what in the world is going on? Like, I'm, I'm trying to connect with God. I'm trying to worship. And I felt nothing. But instantly, I thought back to the message. I said, I need to pray in the Spirit. I began to pray in the Spirit. And I'm telling you, after about two minutes, there was a power and a strength that came on the inside of me. And I was walking up and down this place like a madman, praying in the Spirit. And God, because I tapped into the power, I turned on the light switch. Because the Holy Spirit is there. He's active. All you have to do is turn on the light switch and just begin to pray and just acknowledge him. But sometimes we walk around depressed. We walk around sad. We walk around defeated and weak. And we have power, but we never turn on the light switch. It's literally like in the spirit, you're walking around in the dark. And all God's saying is just turn on the light switch. All you got to do is just turn on the switch. Pray in the spirit. My strength is found in the spirit. Say, my strength is found in the spirit. It's found in the spirit. Also, how you find strength in the Spirit is rely on the Holy Spirit. Not only do I pray in the Spirit, but I rely on the Holy Spirit. What does this mean? It means that I don't rely on myself. I don't rely on my own intelligence. Sometimes we make decisions based on our past experiences or other people's experiences. And that's how we go through life. 
We just say, you know what, such and such did this, or I did this, this one way in my life, and it worked that way, so I make my decisions based on that. Guess what? That, that's a recipe for disaster. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit. And how do we do that? By daily coming to the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, I need you. In this every area of my life, I need you. I, I, there's not one major decision in my life I don't make without the witness and the peace of the Holy Spirit because it means that much to me. I daily tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need you today. Did I need you yesterday? Yes, but I need you today as well. And tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to say the same thing. I need you today, Holy Spirit. I rely on you. There's not a major decision in my life that I don't make without the rest or the peace of the Holy Spirit because I rely on him. When we were discussing to move down here from Baton Rouge to take over the church, I would say, you know what? I'm not moving until I feel a peace from the Holy Spirit. And if there was no peace, there was no move. When I decided to stop playing baseball and stop pursuing baseball, I said, well, I'll do it, Lord, if you give me a peace. Guess what? The Lord gave me a peace. When I was dating tomorrow and I was thinking about marrying her, I said, God, give me a peace. I need the peace of the Holy Spirit because I trust you more than myself, more than what I want, more than what I desire. I rely on you. And guess what? There was a peace. But then there are sometimes I prayed and there was no peace. But then guess what I did? I didn't move. Why? Because I rely on the Holy Spirit. And when you truly rely on the Holy Spirit, you will not make a major decision without that peace. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, you can make a decision. You're like, man, I don't really know about this. And then you say, well, I'm going to just go ahead and try it anyway. And then usually it don't end up the way that you thought it should. <laughs> I know because I've done it myself. <laughs> so I've learned to rely and trust on the Holy Spirit. So my strength is not only found in praying. My strength is also found in relying on the Holy Spirit. And the last thing under my strength is found is, is this is my strength is found when I develop my relationship with the Holy Spirit. You do this by acknowledging his presence and talking with him. I mentioned I was in the sanctuary just praying in the spirit, but also you pray in natural words, in, 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 the, in, in the natural, in English. You just begin to pray out and just, just tell him, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge that you're there. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for walking with me. Thank you to, for speaking with me. Thank you for leading and guiding me. And the more you begin to talk to the Holy Spirit, the more acquainted you'll get with him, the more you realize how he speaks to you. But if you never acknowledge and never talk to him, you'll never know how he speaks to you. But the more that you develop your relationship with the Holy Spirit, the more you just simply, just a simple acknowledgement. If you just, you'll be surprised by just saying in your time of difficulties or even in your time of joys, you say, God, thank you. And guess what? You may be full of joy and you say, God, thank you for the joy. Guess what? He might give you more joy. If you're depressed or you're sad or you're confused and you say, Holy Spirit, man, I'm just so confused right now. I need your wisdom. Bam. He can give you something right there just by acknowledging him. When you acknowledge him, what you're doing is you're developing your relationship with him. It's just like a person, a relationship in the natural. How do you get to know a person? You talk to them. You ask them questions. They ask you questions. But a lot of times we feel like the Holy Spirit, we need to ask them questions. But sometimes the Holy Spirit wants to ask us questions. But if we quiet ourselves and allow him to speak, then what we do is we're training ourselves to see how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Because the way the Holy Spirit speaks to me may be different than the way he speaks to you. He speaks to us in many different ways. It's our job to develop that relationship with him so we'll know how do you speak to me. It's all on us. It's all on us. He's saying, I want to give you strength. We find inner strength when we rely on the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Read that verse again. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I pray 
from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Is this verse real to you this morning? I just want to encourage you. If you come in and you're feeling weak or you feel like quitting, tap into the spirit. Find strength in the spirit today. This whole morning is dedicated to being strengthened in the, in the Lord. Find strength in the Holy Spirit. There's many times where I feel weak on the inside of me. It and not necessarily that I feel like quitting, but it's just that I'm not as strong as I should be. And when I find myself in that moment, I want to encourage you the same way. Tap into the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Sing in the Spirit. Tap into the Spirit and be strengthened by Him. Amen? Amen. And this is the third and final point today. So I find strength in my identity. I find strength in the Spirit. And the third thing is I find strength in my roots. My strength is found in my roots. And you're like, what in the world are you talking about? How, what do roots have to do with strength? Let's read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 through 19. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Verse 18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Man, that's a good verse to write down and just to recite to yourself every day. May you experience, man, God's love in all of his fullness. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. That's what you do. You find strength in that because your roots go deep. You know, what a, a tree's strength is its roots. I know we look at a tree and we say, ooh, that's a tall tree. That's a big tree. But the tree's strength actually comes from its roots. And the deeper the roots of the tree grow, the stronger it will stand in the case of a hurricane. When the roots aren't deep, guess what? Anything can topple a tree over if the roots aren't deep. But when your roots grow deep, there's strength that's found there, that's found in, in your strength because your roots are deep. The thing about your roots is this, is that whatever you're rooted in, that's what you'll produce. So if your roots grow down into fear, you'll produce terror. If your roots grow down in fear, if you're building your roots on fear, you'll produce terror. What am I talking about? I'm going to lose my job. I just know it. I just, oh, I know I'm going to die at an early age. I just, I just... It's been a history of this in my family. I just, I just, I'm not going to make enough money to provide for my family. And, and everything you think, you, 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 you live in a life in fear. Your roots go down in fear. So everything is terror to you. You feel like you're going to lose everything because your roots going down in fear. What if your roots go down in unforgiveness? Then you're going to produce bitterness. If your roots go down in unforgiveness, there's always going to be bitterness in your heart. So it's you, it goes to the point where you start looking for people to offend you. When your roots go down in unforgiveness, it's like you, it's like some people naturally think the best of people. But when your roots go down in unforgiveness, you begin to automatically assume the worst in people. And you say, I'm just waiting for them to mess over me because I know they will. What is that? Your roots are going down in unforgiveness. That's bitterness there. But praise God, if your roots grow down in God's love like we just read, when your roots grow down in God's love, it casts out all fear. God's word says that perfect love Cast out all fear. And when your roots grow down in God's love, guess what? There's a strength that comes on the inside of you that you say, you know what? Fear, you got to leave. 
Because I know I'm loved by the king. I know I'm a child of God, and I know that he protects me. He provides for me. I rely on him. I depend on him. He hears my prayers. He sees everything that I walk through, and he's there with me. And guess what? When my roots go in deep, deep in God's love, I know I'm protected by him. That strength. Your strength comes from your roots. Not only do your strength come from there, but these are some things that your roots should be rooted in. And we talked about rooted in fear and it brings terror or fear or, or, or uh, unforgiveness and it brings bitterness. But these are some things that your love or your life should be rooted in. Be rooted in God's word. Let your roots grow deep in God's word. Know what God's word says. There should never be a, thing, a moment in your life that you walk through something that you don't have a verse that you're standing on. No matter what you walk through, you should always have a Bible verse that you're standing on because when you preach God's word and you proclaim God's word, guess what? His promises are yes and amen. So whenever you walk through something, sometimes when people ask me to pray for them, I say, okay, I'll pray with you, but what verse are you standing on? Sometimes people might say, okay, I'm standing on this verse, and sometimes say, well, I don't have a verse. And I'll say, well, I'm going to pray with you, but you need to get you a verse. You need to stand on the verse because getting God's word inside of you, knowing what God's word, that's how you combat the enemy. A lot of times the enemy comes in our life and he wreaks terror and he wreaks havoc is because we're not standing on God's word. We don't know what God's word says. But when your roots go deep inside God's word, then that devil could come up something with you. You can say, nope, the word says this. And you can speak against that and you can, make, man, you can command the enemy to flee. Why? Because the word's inside of you. Your roots are growing deep in the word. Let your roots go in God's word. Also, be rooted in the river of God. What is this? That's his presence. That's his presence. Let your roots be deep rooted in God's presence. I'm telling you, it's good to be in God's word. We need God's word, but equally, we need God's presence as well. Because what I realize in my life is if I get enough, if I just get rooted in God's word and not his presence, my heart's become hard because I become more religious. I become more legalistic. Because all I have is the word, but I don't have the presence of God, which softens my heart. It's in the presence of God that God begins to speak to my heart and deals. That's pride right there. You need to humble yourself. And I fall on my knees and I begin to worship him and cry out to God, God, I need you. Yes, I can get that from the word, but it's something different when it comes in presence. Your roots need to be rooted in his presence. You know, if you have a heavy heart, you need to get in God's presence. I had a pastor that was my, pa my youth pastor. And he used to always say this. He would say, if, if I go a few days without crying in God's presence, that means my heart, is too, my heart is too hard. And there's something inside of my heart that needs to break. And I always looked at that as that's a good meter for me as well. If, if I go days and even weeks without crying in God's presence, that means there's something in my heart that's hard that needs to break, that God needs to break. And I need to search my heart and say, God, what in my heart is not causing me to bring tears to my eyes when I think about you in your presence? Because when you start thinking about the goodness of God and all God has done for you, that should instantly bring tears to your eyes. But when it doesn't, what that means is there's something in your heart that says, you know what? I did this. I got this. Think about it. When our heart gets hard, the last thing you want to do is pray. You'll come to church and say, well, now when is singing going to be over with so we can get to the word? It's like, yes, we need the word, but you need the presence as well. Let your roots be rooted in the river of God. Also, be rooted in the house of God. What is This is fellowship with other believers. I don't know if you realize this or not, but there's a strength when you're connected to other believers. The enemy would love more for you to be isolated and by yourself and for you to be a renegade Christian saying, I can do it all by myself. That's not what the word says. 
there's strength when it comes with fellowship with other believers. There's a, there's a natural strength. That's, you can just look at somebody, and they can just instantly strengthen you with their smile. You can feel weak, and you're like, man, that was good to see Brother Marion. I saw him, boy, that just instantly made my heart warm. Why? Because there's a strength when it comes to when I'm in fellowship with other believers. So I let my roots grow deep in the house of God. When your roots grow and you settle in the house, there's an opportunity for you to grow. God wants us to be planted. And when, he plant, when we plant us somewhere, and he, that's when our roots can begin to grow. But the whole point is the enemy wants to come in, and he doesn't want you to be rooted. He doesn't want you to be rooted in God's word. He doesn't want you to be rooted in God's presence. And he definitely doesn't want you to be rooted in God's house. But when you allow your roots to grow deep in these areas that I'm talking about today, I promise you, there's an inner strength that will come on for you. So what, are all about, what am I trying to say? Well, how can I sum up this whole message? I can sum it up in this and saying this is that I am strong in him. I am strong in him. And some of you, you need strength today. You don't need strength from me. You need strength from God. I can't strengthen you. I can encourage you to find it from the one that can, but you need strength from God. And God wants to strengthen you. God doesn't want you to walk around in this world feeling weak and depressed and defeated. No, he wants you to rise up and be strong. God has called us to be more than conquerors. And what is it? That takes a strength, an inner strength to do that. But the thing is, is that when we don't find strength or we don't feel strong, it could be a sign that emotionally our emotions are out of place. We are emotionally unstable. A good gauge to know that you're emotionally unstable is this. When anything that you walk through, you immediately begin to think and speak irrational thoughts. All that comes from your emotions. You ever talk to someone, you say, man, I just got a report that such and such. Oh, God, they're going to die. It's just, I'm just telling you everything. Just it's like, Whoa, what you talking about? I, just, I didn't say they were going to die. But it's your emotions immediately go to, the, go to worst case scenario. That means you're a person that thrives in your emotions. Everything that hits you, it hits your emotions first and not your strength. That's a sign that your inner man needs to be strong. Yes. Your inner man needs to be strengthened. Because anytime someone comes with me with a negative report, you know what your response to be? I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. What is that? That's strength. When your strength is found in God, your inner man is strong. You don't allow. I'm not saying that emotions aren't real because emotions are real. But what I'm saying is we don't give in to our emotions. So many times we give into our emotions and we let our emotions control us. Our emotions dictate everything that we do. Oh, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. Oh, I feel like it, so I am going to do it. Well, you know what? I just, and everything is emotional, emotional driven. Don't be emotionally unstable. We find strength and we overcome our emotions by surrendering them to, the, to Jesus and finding strength in him. We allow him to strengthen our inner man so we can say, emotions, I feel you, but I silence you. We have to learn. You have to be a master at silencing your emotions because your emotions will always fail you. I know the world says, follow your heart. It'll let, no, no, don't follow your heart. I've done that. It don't always end in success. But what I can tell you is this, is that when you learn to quiet your emotions and you allow the Lord to strengthen you, you'll begin to make sound decisions. You want to make sound decisions? Practice silencing your emotions and allowing the Lord to strengthen you. And I want to close with two, these two verses, and then we're going to pray. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask 
or think. That's another good verse to write down. And I'm going to read one more. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. I'm going to read it in the ESV. It might be different on the screen. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So if you feel weak today, that's a good place to be in because you're in a prime position for God to come in and say, now I can strengthen you. But a lot of times we get it reversed. We say, oh, I'm strong. No, not strong in your own strength. Allow the Lord to strengthen you. Admit your weaknesses to God so God can strengthen you because there's power in that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. I am strong. I am strong. Say, I am strong. I am strong. Man, the first step in accessing God's strength and to, to find that strength, that inner strength inside of him, is to be rooted in him. It's to have a relationship with him. And everything that I'm talking about this morning, you can have access to that if you're in relationship with him. And I just want to take a few moments and I want to give an invitation for those that, man, you heard this message you want God's strength. But again, the first step to that is you have to be in right relationship with God. So in this moment, when everybody bowing their heads and closing their eyes and no one looking around, and you say, man, this morning, I, I don't have a relationship with God. I'm away from God. I find myself in a position where I'm weak, but I want to be strong. But again, in order to get God's strength, you have to be in relationship with him. And I just want to give an open invitation to anyone that says, I'm outside of relationship with God, but I want to be made right with him. I want to pray with you. And I'm going to ask you to do one thing. If you want to come into a right relationship with God, you don't know God, maybe you follow God at one point and you fall away, but you want to come back to him. But you want to get right with God this morning. You want your roots to grow deep in his love. I just want you to lift your hand, and I want to pray for you. Amen. 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 I'm just going to ask everyone very reverently just to do this. I want you to place your hand over your heart. I want everyone to do this. Everyone just to place your hand over your heart and just repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you thanking you for forgiving me of all of my sin. Lord, I lay down my life in this moment and I surrender it to you. And I pray that I will follow you all the days of my life as you strengthen me. Jesus, I love you, and I promise to serve you with all of my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give a hand clap for those that prayed that prayer. Man, that is the greatest decision that you would ever make. And if you made that decision to follow Christ, if you look in the seat back in front of you, there's a card on one side that says, let's connect. On the other side, it says, I made a decision. Just fill that out. Drop it in the bucket during offer time. We love to pray with you about anything that you have. And if you're watching online, uh, just drop a comment in the comment section. Let us know that you made a decision. We'll reach out to you throughout the week as well. But come on, let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow Christ. That is the greatest decision that you will ever make. Man, thank again. Thanks again for coming out with us. This is week three of Ephesians. We'll be back next week with week four. Again, we have Wednesday night prayer at 6.30. It's going to be a great time. We'll be here for one hour this Wednesday at 6.30 for prayer. Invite someone. Bring someone with you to prayer. It's going to be a great time. We're only in here an hour, but I promise you, you'll come and you will be strengthened. Amen. 
Well, we love you guys. You have a great week. And if you prepare to give, there's two ways you could do that. You could give online at New Life Church. I'm sorry, New Life Mobile.org, or you can download our app and you can give on our app as well. Well, we love you guys. Y'all have a great week. Amen. Hallelujah. I am strong. Say it one more time. Say.